Hi to anybody watching this. Uh, once again, this is a session from the uh, Our New Normal, which is a limited or a Tofu Talks limited series that I'm doing to showcase people's experiences uh, of the COVID-19 pandemic around the world. And uh, today I've got a, a close friend of mine who I've known for a while, and some people might know or recognize some of the animals in the background over time. They've been in many a video of mine, um, <laughs> including that little guy. Uh, but for, for folks who may not know you, could you introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Jess Friedman. Uh, I'm a Canadian currently living in Phuket, Thailand. I've been here for about three years now, and I've known you for about, are we coming up on five, four-ish? It's been a while. Originally, you were a house sitter, and now you are Uncle Ryan to my menagerie of animals and close friend. <laughs> <laughs> which, of which the menagerie has changed numerous times as well as your location yes. we Indeed. Were, yeah. originally we were all in vietnam and now now you're just like a hop over i don't know what the because i talked to someone in australia and they said apparently going to new zealand is just like going across the ditch and i know like in canada you know if you go to europe you say oh it's just across the pond or whatever I don't know if there's really a thing for like Vietnam or Thailand, like Southeast Asia hopping. I don't think there's, there isn't a body of water. So maybe it's just a, it's just a flight. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. like, yeah, a little, a little jump. Yeah. But it's, it's not too bad. I mean, obviously in these times, it's a, it's a hell of a big, <laughs> it's a whole other hurdle now. That's super not happening. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so I guess actually in terms of travel, um, I mean, I think I've kind of touched on, in the other videos and I've written about like my decision not to go back home but when our lovely yoga doing prime minister heartthrob guy said come home Canada come home why yes. why didn't you go um we've been gone for a while I mean we're proud Canadians but we actually are like non-resident Canadians. Uh, we've been gone for close to five years. We initially moved to Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam for just the experience of travel for one year and it immediately expanded to a life where um, we know that Canada is always there for us. Eventually we may um, move back. We've got so much friends and family there but right now uh, we feel that our place is kind of living abroad. So we do our yearly check-in to see um, where we're happy, uh, where we might want to go, and kind of do it year by year, as opposed to we're fly by the seat of our pants. I am. So yes, obviously, um, this is currently our home. Our home is where our animals are, and me and my husband being together. So um, although obviously we miss our family and friends, and uh, we're communicating a lot with them, um, and missing them that much more kind of viscerally, uh, it just never was a consideration to go home. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, obviously, even just like, well, for me, it was it was a difficult thing because, I mean, I was looking at like four flights to get back to Newfoundland and the thought of like doing that with all these closures and border restrictions and everything and then yeah. risking it, you know, bringing it back to maybe somebody. Um, but when yeah. you add, what is it? What's your count now? You've got two dogs, five cats. <laughs> So when you add also, all that, so 
currently also we're in uh, Thailand is a rabies country, um, whereas Canada and a lot of countries well, in the EU are non-rabies countries. So in order to actually be able to get our animals to Canada, which is a non-rabies country, we have to go through the process of vaccinating them. But the vaccination process is actually quite complicated here. We need to have them actually get the vaccine. 30 days later, they get the test. The test results or the test is actually sent to a lab in the EU. So for us, it was actually the UK. It takes them about a month to uh, process the results and send them back to Thailand. And then we have to send all the paperwork to the Thai authorities, Canadian authorities. Then we can fly. So we're talking about a three month process just to leave. <laughs> so we're not going anywhere. It's just not happening when we're sure it's shit not leaving our animals. So yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah, super complicated. Yeah. So Miss Mr. Trudeau will just have to get a no on that one and understandably Sorry, so, I think. See you later, dude. I think he's got a <laughs> I think he's got a few other things to worry about right now. He's probably, Yeah, he's busy. Yeah, he's a little yeah. busy. <laughs> he's creating memes apparently. Hair yeah. memes right now. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen those. <gasps> you have to. You do. I, he's so handsome. I hate to say oh. it. He just is. <laughs> no, I mean, he totally is. Like, I think, you know, there's there's other issues with him. But, I mean, the guy is an attractive uh, political leader. Anyway, check it out. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, so, obviously, you know, you're, like you said, like, home is kind of Thailand now. Um, and you're, you're not stuck there. This was a choice. Um, in terms of, like, what, what sort of measures are in place in your area? I mean, I know you said Phuket. So, I think maybe there's some differences um, and plus you're on an island, so maybe that changes, makes it a little easier, maybe not. Um, and do you feel that, like, people are complying with it, like, in the last while, since there's been restrictions coming in? Well, first of all, Phuket is definitely something a little bit different because we are on an island. So initially, when this first started to really ramp up, um, they closed the main bridge uh, from Phuket to the main island. Uh, then the next step was to start closing all the big uh, ports and marinas. And then obviously the main international airport is now closed. So there is no leaving the island. Um, I know for certain expats and tourists that want to go home, um, they've actually been arranging like planes for specifically like Thailand, Phuket to Germany or Phuket to Ireland. So we have this like slow little trickle exodus like off the island. Um, so for the past, I don't know how long it's been, maybe two, close to two weeks, um, the island has slowly gone into kind of like a sub-district lockdown. So the island's obviously uh, uh, composed of all these different sub-districts. Now each one is kind of under lockdown and you have to stay within your sub-district. You can't kind of travel without uh, without um, having like a certain reason, like going to the hospital or something emergent. Mm -hmm. um, so we live in a fairly rural part of the island in the Northeast. Um, so we actually do have a lot of space. Um, we kind of look into kind of these mountainy jungles, it's really spread out. So we actually don't feel the kind of like constraint of this lockdown as much as we could if we were in a more uh, urban area. Yeah. Um, that being said, being in a more rural area means kind of fewer amenities. Uh, we have one major, major like grocery store, as you know, <laughs> super cheap. And the aisles are like this, this wide, 
and everyone goes yeah. there like it's 24 hours but it's always bumping <laughs> so um before the lockdown actually happened we did like an uber grocery shop and we just really like we're just riding it out so far totally fine yeah. um they have been really vigilant uh, about the lockdowns and uh, there's a curfew from i think 10 p.m to 4 a.m and they have definitely like uh arrested and uh fined people which fair enough guys like follow mm. the rules and actually they've done house to house uh temperature checks um so we had a knock on our door like maybe last week um and this lovely man with actually a neighbor who kind of translated for us just came yeah. to our temperature i was like bye and that was that so <laughs> i know that um they really are being vigilant on the island um obviously uh for like masks are a must there's uh i don't know okay. how many bots the fine is for not wearing a mask but uh they're definitely on the case, especially in uh, bigger areas that are affected, like Patong, My Lord, Bangalore Road, which is kind of like the the strip. Um, yeah, <laughs> Phuket has been such a source uh, for uh, COVID that Patong is like very, very monitored. Um, as is uh, Bangtao, which is actually kind of blossomed lately. Um, in terms of like current status, um, we're actually doing really well. I monitor constantly and uh, we've kind of like, kind of like hit that kind of threshold where um, the cases aren't going up. They're actually starting to even off. And um, currently the plan is for some of these restrictions to start being lifted at the end of the month. So, yay. Um, yeah, I think, I think it was a little while ago I sent you an article about some rooftop party. I think it was in Patong, maybe that they they shut down because there's supposed to be the social distancing and yeah, yeah there's and, been a few of those where it's just like that's why we get such a bad rap. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. the like rank douchebags, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, and like they are on the case, and uh, like every once in a while you see on the news like these guys are like. There's also like a community of like ties and people living here that are communicating with each other on social media um and saying like have you seen this person who is like flagrantly flouting these rules and people are actually like because it is like kind of like small communities here of people who know each other like people are kind of working together to say like who is this like this situation has happened what should i do here's a resource to report them to whatever authority so yeah it's both community and uh, the officials yeah um no I'm, it's it's good to hear that it's been kind of like you know that there's been the enforcement and everything because um i mean i guess like i mentioned to you before we did the call like we can't really get too critical of the governments that were residing under yes um, yes. For various yes reasons yes. but various uh reasons. you know I'm very aware of that yeah that like i mean with any country right there's always the thing of, like you can make the laws but if it's not being enforced on the ground then maybe it doesn't matter that much but so it's good have you um have you had any contact like for me here um the police called like three times over the last maybe month and a half um because like technically you know i'm supposed to register with the nearest police station um right. and because because i'm staying with like a, a vietnamese person like i'm at a residence normally mm -hmm. a hotel or a hostel would do it so I've never done it. Like I just haven't bothered. Um, but this time around, like they called twice. My partner spoke to them, 
and you know it was just telling them okay he flew in on this flight at this time he came from chiang mai blah 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 blah, blah. and they just mm -hmm. like they called the second time asked a few more questions and then the third time they called and i guess um there had been an announcement or whatever that they were actually going to start making the rounds in the city to talk to all the foreigners um so my partner and i she was like look it's just well that we go to the police station and register um yeah. has there been anything like that because i think in thailand you're supposed to register right but you're renting so yes. maybe they already did it um we're a bit different because we've got like kind of long-term visas which yeah, is like yeah. a whole thing for tourists um it it was a scramble at first. I think that the authorities were like, what, what, hey, what? Um, so at first it was like, uh, you're getting fines. Like you get fines of like however many bought for like extending your stay. Um, and then it turned into, um, we'll give you an extra month. And now I think it's actually this week. They're just like, all visas, you can just stay indefinitely for now. <laughs> like it's just too much. <laughs> yes. Like an administrative bureaucratic nightmare. And also I'd like to think some empathy. I saw a news article about this Russian couple who were living in a cave in Krabby because they had nowhere to stay and couldn't go anywhere. So there are like some really weirdo desperate cases. And I think that the government is just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I think, and so uh, we are, right? I think yesterday I read a story there was a, a British woman I think who was like staying in the airport in Saigon or Hanoi because oh, um, so many cases of that yeah. she's like in between or something and she ran out of money um, yeah. but I think I think because they did a news story on her like a local hostel or something got in touch with her and were like look come and stay here but yeah I mean because well here there's I mean, the government's definitely trying to curb it, but there's been a bit of a shift towards the attitude, of, like, for foreigners. Um, I mean, there's, like, the obvious, like, the Vietnamese stare, which I know, like, you're familiar with because you've been here. Um, but there's definitely been stories of, like, hostels and hotels, like, kicking people out, partially because they have, like, you know, they're not, they're fairly vacant. So they're like, well, we can't stay open for a couple of people. But some people yeah. are also, like, scared because it's, like, a foreign virus. Um, and so people have been like denied service at restaurants and stuff. Um, I haven't experienced a lot cause like the neighbors here and like the vendors at the market know me. Um, yeah. but it's been a thing. I mean, but like for you too, I feel like you've got kind of a mixed neighborhood. So maybe yeah. haven't, like, haven't noticed a shift. Not personally, our neighborhood, like, as you know, we've been here for like over two years and it's just like, it's really local quiet neighborhood. Like we know a lot of the people I'm constantly constantly out walking the dogs so they see me all the time i'm like the yeah. brag is like hey guys what up um but i did come across an article that was just like all over the place and it was these like i think he was a bit of like a personality like this thai personality i think he's i don't know if he's from phuket but basically they started a website and like this little video series that was basically Bring. like you're getting us sick you gotta go you're the worst <laughs> and I think he's since been shut down because he was like advocating violence like it was intense um yeah. I don't know what kind of a viewership he had but like he definitely made like a few of the like the news publications yeah I think so. um actually like touching on that and what I sort of <laughs> mentioned about the governments I think both here and in Thailand they've imposed like laws towards like fake news spreading misinformation about like COVID-19 and everything and I know there's been yeah. at least a few cases in Thailand already of people yeah. getting shut down for it so 
Yeah, I yeah. mean that's that's helpful. Which is right? Like, yeah, it's. What does well, that mean? Funny. Like the I actually read. I don't remember the verbiage, but it was just so general, and that's so scary, right? Like yeah. you could just. I mean, and that's kind of par for the course. Dare I say? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny because I've said with a few people that like, there's so many things that are happening now that like six months ago I would not have been applauding. Like the idea of closing the borders of a country, like we've yeah. been fighting against that in many places for a long time and then yeah. now like i see it back home i'm like trudeau why the hell didn't you do that three months ago like yeah. yes you should have yeah. shut everything down like, <laughs> yeah. what am I talking about <laughs> that's i no. think so though that yeah i think though that uh like there's a sense of entitlement and a sense of freedom that i think europeans and most assuredly because i read so much canadian and ooh, too much american news is that you have this intrinsic right to space to freedom um and i think it's this kind of like intrinsic beautiful sense that we have of entitlement um to be able to go where you want to go that freedom and i think that isn't quite as uh endemic here i think that uh People yeah. are much more willing to accept. Um, this is the way it's got to be. Roll with it. So. This is, who is it? I talked to someone. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, I did actually the first live stream for this series uh, was with a friend of mine in New York City. And it was just after some of the protests that happened in the States. And so he, he asked me, he was like, what is up with us? He was like, are people doing this in other countries? And I was like, well, I mean, there'd been a little bit in Vancouver but we're talking like a dozen people or something and no one's like armed to the teeth or whatever. And I, I kind of explained yeah. it like you did. I was like, there's that issue of like the States was built on this concept of like individual freedom and, you yeah. know, like sort of the government's kept at like arm's length or whatever. Whereas yeah. like, say, but also you know, there's in, some leadership issues that I can't even be. Oh yeah. To yeah. Into without. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but so i mean i feel like you know that's definitely played a part in here plus like the history of vietnam in terms of like some struggles that haven't been that far like they're not that long forgotten right yeah. so there's like you know for the government to say okay look we have to fight this like enemy it's like okay and plus like i mean like sars you know was a thing here i mean in canada i know like were you in toronto when that was a thing I don't think I was in Toronto. Okay, because it was no, just like I think I was like still in the west. Like it wasn't yeah, like I oh. Think, uh, I think it was quite real in in Toronto, but yeah, like I think that yeah. yeah I mean, being being so, and it's, I think especially like the proximity to like where these like pandemics actually started is a real thing. I know for Phuket, it's really intense. Like we kept reading about like tourists from Wuhan, like coming, leaving, being sick, like mass exodus of Chinese tourism, the effect of like the lack of Chinese tourism. Like this is very, very like uh, constantly on the minds of Thais. So I think that um, it's a much more like deep, deep relationship to like what's happening and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know like, well, I left Chiang Mai, like which for those who don't know is in like Northern Thailand. I left there like March 3rd and even actually when I flew in like in February, I mean, the airport was like just so quiet, like eerie quiet. And there was yeah. barely anyone asking me if I needed a ride. And then I flew in here like to the airport in Saigon. It's like 
there's barely anyone being like, oh, where do you know you need a taxi, taxi, like da da da. And I was just like, oh man. And I mean, I know Thailand is like so dependent on like tourism, and it's just uh, to see that. Speaking of taxis, I was just reading that. Uh, like um, I think a fellow and a few of his friends who are taxi drivers obviously have not had work for well over a month. And so they've started, I think it's like crab fishing. Um, they kind of pooled their resources for some crab traps and that's how they're trying to get by. And they're getting enough to kind of feed the families and sell to like nearby neighbors. But like that's kind of what's, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, in terms of like, I mean, obviously, I'm guessing that the animals haven't been too affected by this. They don't, they're still getting they their walks and everything. So, <laughs> Bugs like never having to wait at the gate, like, where are they? When are they coming home? Because we're always here. It's great. <laughs> Best time of his <laughs> like, life. This is what I dreamed of. Um, so, I mean, how, like, how, how have these measures, like you mentioned, kind of going for like a big grocery shop and everything. But I mean, otherwise, have, have there been any other changes in your routine? Um, just, uh, you know, and maybe even if you could touch on, like, what about the family back home? Because I, I had a fair bit of a fight to get my family, certain members and, like, extended family members to, like, really adapt yeah. to this or take it serious. I mean, how, how has yeah. your experience been over the last while with that? Um, so I have um, a lot of family and friends in Toronto, um, friends in Calgary, family in Vancouver, San Francisco. Um like, yeah, so I've been doing like a lot of Skype calls with them, just seeing like what's up, making sure everyone's okay. Um, Toronto, it's really like, it's really real, you know? I mean, Toronto's a really dense city and I've got a lot of friends who are living in small condos and really like re like rely on having access to just going out, like whether it's yeah. like working at a coffee shop or, you know, being able to go walk your dogs at the dog park. So I think that they really feel it deeply. Um, and uh, I have friends who are pregnant. I have a friend who's about to have a baby. And I mean, that really is a thing because that's such a celebratory time and you want to share those, you know, those moments. Um, so I think that, uh, I think that for a lot of people, I know their lives have been much more affected like day by day than, than mine has. Yeah. Just because I do live in such a kind of quiet area. Yeah, it's a real sense of insecurity and, I definitely talk to people who feel alienation because they are so used to physical contact being in the presence of other people. Whereas Chris and I, eh. <laughs> that's old news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, how, like, I think, well, you mentioned that you've been reading a lot of the news and everything. And when I ask this question to some people, they kind of are doing the opposite. They're sort of, you know, taking a little bit to kind of avoid it and everything. How are you, like, how are you oh, coping? Yeah. And, you know, keeping keeping yourself kind of like, all right, I'm going to get out of bed today. I'm going to do the things. I'm going to oh, be positive. Yeah. I, got, I got a strategy that is probably killing, like, tons of brain cells every day. I'm it's legal, right? Is it? <laughs> I wish, I wish. Um, so um, I usually read um, nonfiction. Like, I'm a big nonfiction girl. I read a lot of news, podcasts. It's all, like news and world events and shit like that and uh i do read like the headlines i way too often like i'm checking like bbc ap reuters all the all the all the hits um but i have these non-fiction books that are kind of like waiting in the wings and i'm like no 
I'm gonna do a thriller. So now I'm just like reading kind of shitty thrillers that aren't that great. I really am a fan of uh, murder mysteries. So that's it. Like, I'm just like, let's do this. Let's do this. And my husband and I, can't believe I'm gonna say this. We binged the whole Too Hot to Handle yesterday. We did it. What? The whole thing? Um, I'm going to see if I can change my audio settings. It might be a bit echoey. Eh, a little bit. It's okay. Did your, did your ear things die? They did. Not bad. <laughs> I never oh. charged them. I lose them. They're so small. I need oh. like a little cold. <laughs> so you can buy those, hey? Like Gucci and stuff have these designer like 50 to $100 like cables. And people have just been like, what the fuck? Like, they're called earbuds. Like, you remember the wired ones that everyone yeah. used to use? Yeah. yeah so now you can buy a little, like, little band. And it's like, that's defeating the purpose. Yeah. And also, anyway. kind of fuck you for monopolizing on the whole thing. But anyway, okay. <laughs> so what? Not Tiger King? Or is too hot to handle the new Tiger King now? Ooh. I'm not touching Tiger King. Okay. So well, why is, I mean... The whole point of Too Hot to Handle is not to touch. Why are you touching it? <laughs> uh, see what I did there? For those who don't know, maybe explain the premise. No, must I? It's a bunch I mean, of douches, douches who all have work out way too much and have gorgeous bodies and not so beautiful minds. No, I'm sure they're great people. But anyway, they're all on this island. They all totally want to make out with each other and they're not allowed to. And if they do, then this pool of 100 grand goes down and then some of them do. And then the money goes down and other people are mad at them and some of them form relationships, some of them fight. And then that's it. So basically there's no point. You just watch a bunch of people want to have sex with each other. I'm not proud. <laughs> I mean, it's, like it's, 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 it's like, so much life wasted. Oh, but it's fitting for this day and age. I mean, I don't think they could have predicted that we'd be. It is very relevant, but uh, I'm sure they're like, yes, yes. But also, well, I mean, Netflix have... is profiting from this whole thing. I'm oh, surprised. I'm pretty mad at humanity right now. I'm already feeling just kind of like, guys, get your shit together. And then this, I watched this. So it's a little bit. I am um, the funny thing for me is like because when I first started watching Netflix like they started putting out some pretty good like sort of left of center content that maybe wouldn't normally like make it to like a big cable station or whatever and I was like yeah yeah Netflix like you're really doing the good stuff and then you know so I felt like they were like a great little independent company like really supporting the little guys and people and stuff and then they start doing other things, and I'm like, what is this shit? What are you, and I'm like, oh, Netflix, you're not really, you're just doing everything that you can make money from, and But yeah, they so still when I see, have a lot of great stuff. I have watched yeah. all of the war documentaries, <laughs> and you know I've watched the Ken Burns Vietnam series like 60,000 times. So. I'm, I'm still only one episode in, because I'm social distancing with my partner for not our fault there's a lockdown we can't we can't get on a bus i don't care do it over the phone phone date oh. Ken burn style oh my god <laughs> that's like the saddest phone date I, ever you did buffy you did buffy the vampire slayer you're welcome i've given you ken burns you're welcome 
that is that is quite the presence I bestow upon you. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess Buffy had its sad moments and everything, but I mean, it's a bit of a bit of a difference. Uh, yeah, it did tearjerkers. Don't get me started. I don't want to do give any spoilers. Okay, we won't get into that. Um, yeah. So, okay, then speaking, you know, speaking of wait, I can't remember. I mean, I know I watched the whole thing, but I can't remember how it ended. But and I want to be like, oh, no spoilers, but it's been what, like 20 years. So, I mean, it shouldn't matter. But anyway, I was going to try and segue into the last question by talking about the ending, but I can't remember the ending. So um, <laughs> when, when we do, you know, you talked about how maybe they're going to start lifting measures. And I know here, actually, today is officially like our out of lockdown day of some sort of beginning of progression, which Congrats. is really weird. Um, I mean, you know, I've still got like the anxiety towards like going to the market and stuff. So I'm not exactly like running to the cinema this evening. Uh, but I never noticed how many places were closed until I went out this morning and saw how many places are open again. Um, really? Like, well, because, you know, I mean, like every street like around here, right? There's like 20 little businesses. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for like the last month or so, like 18 of those businesses have just had like the metal thing down. Yeah. And I just didn't really clue in. I was like, you know, I'd go out in the morning and be like, man, maybe they're not open until like the afternoon. And now like everything was open. And I was just like, oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, there's usually, I mean, traffic still wasn't too bad. Um, but I mean, like they only made the announcement. <laughs> well, I mean, not like, crazy traffic. What? Yeah, because I mean, like, I'm sure like if I brought my family here and plopped them down like outside on the road, they'd just be like, is anybody home? Like, isn't anybody staying in? And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, this is like half of what it normally is. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like, I'm excited that the measures are being lifted, but I'm also kind of like, oh, shit, we're going to go back to like, burp, 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 I think it's also like things are so fluid, you know, like they're, oh, oh we got a visitor. Um things are so fluid and changing all the time. And like, you know, there's just, there's so little information on the disease itself. And, you know, there's all these like, uh, the, the, uh, the U S is policies, all the different, uh, perspectives on it from like multiple countries in, in Europe, like what is the right thing to do? What is the right time to start opening things up? Like, I don't know. And part of me is just like, please err on the side of caution. Like, I'm good, I'm good. But I know that's selfish because people are goddamn suffering. You know, like their livelihoods, like right now electrical bills are such a huge issue on this island because all these really? people who would otherwise be at home or out working are at home and using electricity, the air conditioning. Um, and for some reason, the rates are, yeah. so people are, aren't oh. afford, like able to afford their electrical bills. So there's this kind of tension between, yes, back to normal freedom and also like, but is it time? So I don't know, I'm very ambivalent and yeah. I feel very privileged to feel ambivalent, but yeah. Yeah, I am, um, like a lot of the conversations I've had have definitely been you know, I mean, I, I feel there's like a validity in sharing everybody's experience and I want people to put that out there and people to maybe find some, you know, common threads or whatever. But mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely most of the people I've talked to. And I mean, just the fact that I can do these video chats kind of shows that there's a bit of a, a yes. privilege in that anyway, because I mean, I, like I woke up this morning and read a story about how I think what they're concerned 
I don't know. There's just going to be like a dramatic shift in like hunger over the next while. And I mean, I've seen lineups in Chiang Mai. Like, I think the head of like the WHO said like biblical proportions. I mean, that that is so terrifying. It really is. And uh, with currently what geopolitics news tends to be focusing on, it just feels really bad because you just worry about the amount of support that's going to be provided to these people who are so vulnerable. Yeah. 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 I mean, because India, like, I think most of the stuff I've heard from there, like, you know, they locked down and got serious about it. But most people there, like, are probably going to die from hunger before yeah. we get sick. Yeah. Like, you know, and then there's the education thing, because, I mean, here, schools have been closed since January. They're hopefully going to open up in May. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, that's not the same around the world. So there's all these kids and university students and stuff who are now missing, like, a part of their education. Yeah, and kids that don't have access to, you know, online assignments and parents who are really supportive and doing, like, home education. I mean, it's just, yep. I think the disparity in wealth and privilege is very glaring right now. And, God, I hope it makes people kind of uh, pay more yep. attention. This is an opportunity, maybe. Yep. Come That's on, humans. Got this. Okay. See, now you gave me the segue. So, first, you're welcome. Slightly personal, more of a, a selfish uh, dream. When when you have the green light and you're able to go to other parts of the island or even leave the island, um, yes. what's what's the first big outing you're going to do? Are you going to go eat somewhere? Are you going to go swim in the ocean? Or what's what are you missing right now? Sadly or not so sadly, I think we'll probably go to one of our locals that like are in our hearts, you know, like Piang Pai, Bang Pai, um, these kind of like restaurants that are super local. We know all the staff, we know, you know, the owners and they're just these chill places that we love and miss and they're kind of like our friends. So it'll be nice to go there and drink beers hey, and hi. eat Thai or whatever morning glory yay for limited vegan menus but um i think that'll be a big deal uh there will be some big time grocery shopping and uh it'll just be nice to you know drive around the island and yeah go to the beach and feel space see some ocean mm -hmm. see something that's not <laughs> this i yeah. um i realized i just asked you a question from the old like i've split the stuff into seasons because I basically, I interviewed like 10 people and I asked them all the same sort of questions. And I was like, <laughs> okay, for the sake of me being interested and other people who watch them, I need to change it up. Yeah, so yeah. I change it up. I, that, uh, that question was from the old season. Um, what I was supposed to ask you, I'm a total professional at this, by the way. This is, you know, very, Fantastic. very professional. Um, so what I was supposed to ask you is is there anything that you know any sort of shift in the way you're going about your life or anything that you're going to kind of take away from this like what has this sort of shown you or taught you to value or change i think for me um accepting loss of control i think that is definitely like kind of a bit of a thing for me is having a sense of control over uh, most aspects of my life and the trajectory of it. Um, we were supposed to move to Spain in June. <laughs> yeah, perfect timing. And we bought plane tickets. Like we had a place like lined up. We paid like a down pay or like a month in advance. Like this was all happening. And 
now it's not, um, at least indefinitely it's not. And so we just had to like scramble and thankfully our place here is still available. And so it's just like, okay, pause, potentially, you know, who knows and just roll with it. Like we have our family, we have a place, like a, a roof over our heads, mm -hmm. we're good. Yeah. So I think that's, it? and also like just staying in touch with friends and family. I'm really feeling that, which is funny because I've been abroad for a while and been like really kind of shit at it, as you know. Um, but I do kind of feel this more kind of like this impetus to reach out and just say, yo, I'm thinking about you. What up? So I mean, yeah. I feel we'll like, we'll yeah, I feel like it, for the most part, like the day to day, you can generally be like, ah, eh, they're probably okay. Yeah. You know, at least for me, or you've got those little bits on social media. So you're like, yeah, they're doing okay. So, you know, I, I know they're fine, but now it's like people could not be fine. Like the world over. Oh, Someone yeah. could not be fine. Friends, I didn't find out till after the fact. So I was like, Hey, what's up? And he was like, well, basically I had a friend who had coronavirus and I didn't know. And I don't know if he really communicated it till after the fact. And, um, you know, a social media identity. I mean, it's very easy to present a beautiful, lovely oh, yeah. life. Everything's great and like every day is just party, party, party. But we know like behind the scenes, there's real lives, there's tragedy and there's like big time challenges, so. Yeah, um, so, okay, final final question. Uh, All right. In, in the bigger scope of things. She's ready Hi, for Nina. it. Nina Barker is ready for it, but Cupcake is not. <laughs> She's caking hard. <laughs> oh, cats. Don't even know what's going on in the world. She's it's resting from the slaughter happening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so for the world in general, what do, you, what, do you hope, what do you hope the world learns from this tragedy? What do you hope changes or is, you know, taken away from all of this that's been going on? I would love a little bit more of a sense of the impact our actions have on each other and the environment and animals, animals, um, and feel a sense of responsibility, maybe just a little bit more, just a tiny bit more, at least a little bit of an inkling in the back of their head that might change just like small bits of their behavior, just like, just tiny bit. That's, that would be such a huge thing in the grand scheme of things. Um, all these people just with a little bit more sense of responsibility. I would really fucking love that. Because <laughs> I'm so perfect and wonderful and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if I ruled the world, it'd be wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, I think that's what I'd like. I think, I think we all say that. Although right now, I don't think most people want to be a world leader. <laughs> having, no one having to deal with this yeah i would also I'd like to just say like just enough with wet markets just stop it stop it <laughs> yeah i don't want to be judged i don't want to seem judgmental um i'm very aware of cultural relativism i lived abroad blah 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 i have respect for as a vegan i have a respect for other traditions and and ways of life in terms of uh relationships with food but i will not ever accept the wet market so yeah i think i'm still i mean well, i don't know what the, like i don't know whether or not around here is considered a wet market but i definitely 
even though it's yeah. been years like around these sorts of things, I'm still kind of like. John's got some stellar wet markets. <laughs> and like I've got holes in my shoes right now, so Again? like I'm walking. Oh yeah, I mean I'm right. not gonna throw them out yet. What? Dude, didn't you just get new ones like a year ago? Mm, I'll check the YouTube videos, but I think it was like two or three years ago. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, I'm even more aware of like walking by like the butcher blocks or like the fish spots where they're just like throwing out the water down into the like thing, and I'm like, oh, cool. It's my my holy sandals are just gonna soak that right up, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I'm going and. I mean, a part of me is always like, you know, maybe we went. Then you'll be fine. Just stop licking yeah. your feet. Aww. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. I'm from the West. <laughs> I'm an individual. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you for sharing your individual experience and what it's been like for you. Um, and I'm sure we will cross paths again. I'm not totally sad that you're not going to Spain right now. That's that's not yeah. so terrible for me. Um, I'm going to see you, whether it's in Thailand or Saigon or somewhere else in Vietnam, because I will be back soon. <laughs> I mean, depending on how my visa goes, I may be going to Thailand in like a few months. We'll see, because I've got to I've got to leave here by June 3rd. Well. I could maybe get an extension, but like you mentioned, like everything's kind of just, Wah. so we'll see how well, it all. You know, you've always got a bedroom here. Always, always. Okay. Well, oh, the eyebrows. That seems really creepy. you got a bedroom here. <laughs> Platonic relationship, Uncle Ryan. <laughs> okay. I can see TMZ's on this right now. <laughs> Scandal. He's my be... husband's just in the other bedroom. What? <laughs> that's too much of that reality show stuff there that's the problem no i'm not too hot to handle <laughs> your brain is just in scandal mode now everything's just innuendo it's like what what did i just hear <laughs> don't split the family everything's going great yeah. bug oh. is on alert all i saw is the ears i'm yeah. bug he's about to get really annoying and do the uh oh Make me fatter. Give me bones. I will not break down today. No bones. <laughs> yes, you will. I know you will. I know you too well. You're going to see their faces and you're going to be like, okay, just this once. And you and do also, that every day. And it's like, guys, I'm playing with you, but you don't want to. So what am I going to do? I'm a terrible animal companion. So here, have a bone. Like, <sighs> someday I'm going to get it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I am. Um... Hopefully, yeah, we'll cross paths again soon somewhere and we'll be able to eat and hug and do all those things that were normal like yeah. four months ago. Um, yeah. But for now, I say thank you. And uh, I guess that's kind of it. I hope things, I hope the restrictions get lifted soon and we're all back to normal, hopefully. Back at and, you, man. All right. Well, thank you. And I will talk to you later. All right. Chat soon.